Chair, staff is ready when you are. Thank you. Uh, good evening. Welcome to the Monday, May 15th meeting of the Measure U Community Advisory Committee. The meeting is now called to order. Will the clerk please call the roll to establish a quorum? Thank you, Chair. Member Rube? If you could please un unmute your microphone. Present. Thank you. Member Sala? Here. Member Masias? Here. Member Wolf? Here. Member Gorris? Here. Vice Chair Cooney is currently absent. Member Riviera? Here. Member Bird is currently absent. Member Pascal? Here. Member Diaz? Here. And Chair Dickinson? Here. Thank you. We have quorum. Thank you. I would like to remind the member, members of the public and chambers that if you would like to speak on an agenda item, please turn in a speaker slip when the item begins. For member of the, members of the public who wish to join virtually, please refer to the agenda for the Zoom link. Once you've joined the meeting and wish to speak, raise your hand to provide public comment when the chair confirms the public comment speaking period for your desired item. Online, if you are online, click raise hand on the bottom of your screen. In the mobile app, you can raise your hand by tapping the raise hand option in the more tab. If you are calling via telephone, to raise your hand, dial star nine. Then to unmute or mute, dial star six. Speakers will be called on by the last four digits of their phone number. You will have two minutes to speak once you are called on. After the first speaker, we will no longer accept speaker slips and the raised hand feature in the Zoom will be disabled. We will now proceed with today's agenda. Please rise if you are able for the opening acknowledgments in honor of Sacramento's indigenous people and tribal lands. To the original people of this land, the Nisenan people, the Southern Maidu Valley and Plains of Miwok, Pat Winwintoon people, and the people of the Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe, may we acknowledge and, and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather together today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous people's history, contributions, and lives. Thank you. May we, may we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today. I'm sorry, that's a repeat. Thank you. Please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for God. Our first business today is approval of the consent calendar. Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on the consent calendar? Thank you, Chair. I have no speaker slips from those in chambers, and I have no hands raised online. Thank you. Are there any uh, members who wish to speak on this item?
If not, is there a motion and a second for the consent calendar? I would move to approve. I have a motion. Do I have a second for the consent calendar? I'll second. Thank you. That was Commissioner Pascal and Commissioner Wolf. Will the clerk please call the roll for the vote? Thank you, Chair. Member Rube? Here. Is that a yes or no? Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, Member Sala? Yes. Member Masias? Yes. Member Wolf? Yes. Member Gorris? I apologize. I had to run outside real quick. I don't know what we're... I'll vote on the consent calendar, sir. Yes. Vice Chair Cooney? Yes. Member Riviera? Yes. Member Bird? Is currently absent. Uh, Member Pascal? Yes. Member Diaz? Yes. And Chair Dickinson? Yes. Thank you. The motion passes. Thank you. And before we move to the discussion calendar, I do want to acknowledge that two commissioners have um, come to the meeting, Commissioner Gorris and Commissioner Cooney, and that we have to welcome our newest commissioner, Commissioner Rube from District 1, appointed by Councilmember Kaplan. Welcome. And um, you're going to hit the ground running. So <laughs> if you have questions, feel free to answer. And you're with most most members here are new since the first of the year, so you'll be in good company. Welcome. Uh, we will now proceed to the discussion calendar. Item number one is the overview of fiscal year 23-24 measure U proposed budget, uh, and I believe there is a staff presentation. Oh, welcome, welcome, Ms. Santizo. Thank you. Good evening. Um, my name is Marthala Santizo. I'm the budget manager for the city, and I will walk you through the fiscal 24 measure you budget. Okay. The measure you currently measure you currently brings in about 135 million in revenues. The expenditure budget totals approximately 142 million with 28.6 million in multi-year operating projects or MIOPS and 2.7 million in capital. There are approximately 894 FTEs budgeted for fiscal year 24. Okay. So before we go into measures used forecast and the budget information, I want to lay the foundation with the general fund measure you forecast. This is what I presented to council last week and it's consistent with Council direction and the ballot measure that measure you and general fund funds are combined and presented in a single forecast. Okay. The revenues and expenditures in the forecast include the fiscal year 24 proposed budget and updated growth percents. In fiscal year 24, we're projecting that revenues will be higher than expenditures. However, from fiscal year 25 forward, expenditures will outpace revenues, which can be seen in the surplus deficit row. This will be something that finance will track closely and update when we get some better data. In the other sources and uses section, we have a reserve of 10 million from fiscal 21 year-end resources. And we have also included a proposed 20.5 reserve, which will come from fiscal year 23 year-end resources. 
and three million for the impact fee waiver program for fiscal year 25 forward. The approval of Measure L, which is a children use fund, is included at close to nine million. Um, and Measure L is funded with 40% of the annual cannabis business operations tax. It is forecasted at about nine million until fiscal year 28, and that is because cannabis BOT revenue forecast remains flat. For homeless services, we've only included resources that are known at this time, which almost covers the entire cost for fiscal year 24. Until we get an award letter from the state about additional HAP funding or other sources of funding, the, fiscal, the future fiscal years will show a significant gap, which you can see from 25 moving forward to 28. Okay, so just a few things to note about the fiscal year 24 funding for homeless services. Um, is that 20 million of it is from the HAP funding, which is the state funding. And then aside from the city's ongoing approximately 11 million that you're seeing there, the um, remaining 10 million is one-time funding. And that this is something that we'll have to be aware of in future fiscal years when we're looking at filling in the gap. So our projected fiscal year 24 ending fund balance is about 1.1 million, and we're projected to go into deficit starting in fiscal year 25. So there are several costs that are not included in this forecast. All 11 of our labor contracts will end this calendar year. And then until we know what those cost impacts would be, that's not included in this forecast. Also, there was a passage of the Advanced Clean Fleets Regulation at the California Air Resource Board, and that will have a financial impact as well. We do not have an estimate of what that it would take to transition from purchasing fuel-powered vehicles to zero-emission vehicles, and also the necessary infrastructure to support them. Okay. All right, so now we're gonna go into what Measure U looks like separately. Um, and so this is the Measure U forecast by categories. And as I mentioned earlier, Measure U revenues for fiscal year 24 is at 135 million. This is a slight decrease from fiscal year 23. Um, and this is due to higher inflation rates. Um, higher inflation has caused prices to increase, which has decreased households' ability to purchase discretionary goods. Um, based on that information, the growth assumptions in the forecast are not as high as it was in previous forecasts. And the average increase from 25 to 28 is about 2.5%. Measure U expenditures total approximately 142 million. And for regular operations, growth is estimated at 2% for labor and 1% for non-labor. MyOps and capital projects do not have growth increases. Any amount that's added to projects in future years are based on the project needs. Um, so below the total expenditure line, you'll see um, a row that says economic uncertainty reserve contribution. The economic uncertainty reserve or EUR is set aside for emergency use and it's restricted for specific use. It's calculated at 0.5% of expenses. So total revenue less total expenditure and EUR shows that measure use in deficit. However, since council makes their decisions based on the general fund measure U funds combined, which is what I showed you in the previous slide, um, that's what they make their, they base their decisions on. Okay. Um, in other sources and uses, we have an available fund balance of 485,000. And then for homeless services, this is, it's the same explanation as it was for the previous slide. Okay. 
So last year, the Measuring Committee mentioned that they would like to see a year to year comparison. And so this is what I'm showing in this slide. Um, I'm including fiscal year 23's proposed and approved budgets to show the change between those budgets versus 24. And I'll explain that in a little bit. So for the most part, if you look at the just the changes within 23 to 24, Pretty much most of the categories just increased by a small amount, except for homelessness and miscellaneous. That's where you see the biggest difference. Um, the miscellaneous category contains costs such as OPEB, um, which is other post-employment benefits, general and auto liabilities, other benefits, et cetera. Um, those changes are based on labor contracts, actuary reports, and insurance premiums. And we budget those based on the latest cost estimates that we receive. So as for the homelessness category, um, although, measure you, but although the Measure U budget dropped from fiscal year 24 approved to fiscal year 24 proposed, it is not a drop of funding for homeless services, for the homeless services program. If you look at the other sources and uses in fiscal year 23 proposed, you'll see that there's a large um, funding gap of 22 million. And in order to fill that gap for, 20, for 23, uh, proved general fund monies were added into the homelessness category to cover it. So if you look at homelessness in 23 proposed, you'll see that it's about 3 million, and then it jumps up to about 11 million, and then it goes back down in 24 and to back to 3 million. Um, and that is, the, that is one of the ways that we you know, work to make the homeless services program whole. So for 24, we have about 10 million in other sources um, of state funding from HAP and, um, and also, I'm sorry, about 10 million in other sources funding from ARPA and the whole persons care program. And that is the one time um, funding that I showed you in a, a couple of the other slides before this. And, and then of course we have the um, HAP funding which is slightly higher this fiscal year, or I'm sorry, for 24 than it is for 23. So with those two amounts combined, plus the um, amount that's already included above in the categories, we show that um, the homelessness program is almost completely um, funded. And then the reason why I'm explaining this to you is because even though Measure U is not funding homelessness entirely like it was last year, the citywide homelessness program is still being funded, but it's just funded with other resources, okay? And this may be the case with other categories as well. So for example, for arts and creative edge, um, we, there's 1.5 million that was added from the community center fund and the innovative innovation and growth fund. And it's just not shown here because it's not funded by measure U, but the overall budget for arts and creative edge has increased in the city's budget. And then there, there are probably other programs that can be funded with Measure U, so, but they're just funded with other funds based on what we receive from the state or just based on the needs. Okay, so moving on to the budget development um, section. The city's proposed budget represents a recovery and right-sizing budget, meaning that many of the augmentations were tied to operational changes due to the pandemic, the pandemic or the economy. As departments reviewed their needs for the next fiscal year, position changes and other changes were submitted for city manager review. 
Um, most department augmentations were either covered with increased um, department revenues or expenditure offsets and reductions, which you'll see in the next slide. And all augmentations support council's priorities and initiatives and or regulatory requirements. Okay, so here are the budget modifications for Measure U. Um, I'll give you a brief rundown of it, but there's more information in the budget book if you ever wanted to get some more details. But um, all modifications for Measure U total about 1.4 million, and this will add a total of 6.18 FTEs. Under the affordable housing category, one development service technician will be added to the planning division. This cost will be offset by increasing reimbursements. In the community investment category, there was an increase to the Sacramento Utility Rate Assistance Program budget by 527,000. Under Youth Parks and Community Enrichment, or YPSI, a 228 increase, I'm sorry, $228,000 increase to the operating capital budget was added for the construction of the new 64-acre Del Rio Trail. Also, there was an increase of 150,000 to old adult services and permitting and events revenues, which brings the net change to the 78,000 that you see on the table. Under the community response category, a media and community specialist was transferred from the Department of Community Response to the city manager's office. That position is now funded by the general fund. There are a number of modifications happening in community development or CDD under the community response category. CDD is adding a program specialist to support the hearing and appeal section and conducting one position ad delete in the animal services division to support the veterinary enforcement and field services team. They also have an overall decrease in their revenues of 311,000. So CDD's overall change under this category is a reduction of 103,000. Under the inclusive economic development category, 500,000 was added to support tourism recovery through event support and production. In the public safety category, two animal control officers were added to CDD, and one position ad delete was conducted in the animal care division to provide additional oversight to the volunteer program. And then finally, in the under the youth category, one admin tech was added in the violence prevention unit and $1 million was added to continue efforts to combat violence in the Sacramento communities through the violence prevention myop. YPSI conducted a number of position ad deletes to realign staffing in aquatics, community centers, and community recreation. And finally, YPSI's revenues are finally making a comeback after the pandemic. An increase of $1.4 million was added to several division budgets. Okay, so what is next for the budget process? Um, um, tomorrow, we will return to council to discuss the uh, capital, the CIP and the and citywide fees and charges. Department staff from fire, police, and youth parks and community enrichment will present their budgets. And then we have another budget audit committee meeting on, the May, on May 30th, and we'll return back to council on June 13th for final budget adoption. This concludes my presentation, and I'm available to answer any questions. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? Thank you, Chair. I have no speaker slips from those in chambers, and I, have, uh, hands, I do have hands raised online um, from the public. Uh, so our first speaker will be Colin User 1.
Yes, this is Lambert Davis, and I'm a huge supporter of Measure U. I mean, I went to many meetings about Measure U. I'm stunned that a lot of people don't understand Measure U. But as I listen to the report, there's ways that that Measure U can save money. The remote, the workers at City Hall who are working remotely, uh, you can save money by not giving them raises. I don't think a person who works remotely should receive a raise. I mean, they're at home. They don't have to come to work at the building. They don't have to park. That would bring revenue in, bringing them back to work. That's why I'm a huge fan of Minty Cuppy. She was actually in the chamber during the pandemic. I don't think that's acknowledged enough. I mean, she lost money. She had to come to work. A lot of people I've read, a lot of remote workers now are working in other states. I think that if a worker that works for the city of Sacramento is caught working in another state and drawing a check in that state, they should be fired for that. That's called double dipping. It, to me, is taking advantage of COVID. So, uh, very good report, and I will uh, go back on mute. Thank you. Thank you for your comment. Our next speaker is uh, L. Whiteside. Whiteside, if you'd please unmute. I'm high, yes. I was calling in regarding the um, violence prevention money. Um, are they giving us a, are they giving a, a raise regarding that? Would they be modifying that with all the um, upgrades and crime taking place now? The funding is really needed. Ma'am, so this is a, a time where you have uh, two minutes to um, uh, make all your comments, ask uh, questions. Um, this isn't really a time for a, a back and forth discussion. So uh, I'll give you your full two minutes back and you can make your full comments and ask any questions. And um, um, yeah, just let me know when you're ready to go. Uh, they have left the meeting. So uh, we have no more hands raised um, on, this, on this item from the public. Thank you. Um, are there any commissioners who wish to speak on this item? I see we have one already. Then I will say in advance, this is, this is a big item for us. And so if you have questions, comments, uh, this is a good place to get all your information. Um, city staff is, knows this backwards and forwards and can help us understand things we don't understand. So I'll start with um, Commissioner Gorris. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, thank you, Ms. Santizo, for the report. Um, I, I know how much work it goes into it, and I really, really appreciate it. Now, I know you might have said it, and I kind of missed it, because um, you, you were speaking really softly in the beginning, and I was having a hard time um, listening. But um, so what are, real simply, why the raise in expenditures? Like, what, what, what's the main cause of it? That's what I missed. So the raise in expenditures, there's raises in labor from our current labor contracts. Those are um, are included in our budget. Um, I can kind of, here, let me go back to 
Um, I'll go back to I'll go back to this one because this is probably a better indi indication. As you can see, for the most part, under other all the categories, some of them increase by a slight amount. Excuse me, can you share? Oh, there it is. Oh, is it not sharing? It wasn't. Sh oh, okay, sorry. That's okay. Okay. Um, so as you can see in each of the categories, they went up by um, a slight amount. And this is due to um, any sort of step increases or anything from like any increases from labor, um, from the labor contracts. There's also increases to CalPERS that's included in there. Um, we have general and auto liability that increased um, just citywide. So a lot of the changes that occurred citywide, you'll also see here in Measure U. In addition to the last slide, which had the budget modifications that you saw, those are also added to the budget. Thank you. And just one more question, Madam Chair. Um, also, um, I know this is not really the time to go back and forth on specific items, but I just want to get on the record. Um, in my district, it's District 7, we're going to have the parkway in the future, hopefully. Um, we have neighbors that are really concerned about safety because the 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 parkway is gonna be going through some of their backyards practically. Um, and there's, there's a big, big concern about safety. So I hope in the future um, we can discuss at a time about park rangers or something to that sort. So thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Gores. Uh, Commissioner Riviera. Thank you very much for your presentation. Appreciate it. Can you go back to the slide that has a 23-24 budget, please? Um, is that the slide? The one you just you just went on. Is it up? Is it up in your screens? Because it's up on mine. It's not on mine. No, oh, thank you. So if I heard correctly, when you were talking about this, you said that this was a percentage of the Measure U funds. Mm, no. Um, no, I, I didn't say that. I was just saying that. What I was trying to show here is, um, because it was requested last year that you wanted to see what just the changes were between the current fiscal year to what next fiscal year was going to be. So this is a side-by-side -side comparison of um, just um, where the budget is for 24 and where it is now for 23. Okay. And the second um, thing I wanted to mention was using some of the terms for the general public like when you, the term that you use, cost of reimbursement budget modification. I don't know what that means. And I'm probably the only one here that doesn't know what it means, but we are televising this and for the general public, what does that mean? Um, I'm sorry, so you said cost for reimbursement? You said cost, reimbursement, budget modification. What does that mean? Um, you're probably talking about this one right here. And so when I was referring to um, cost reimbursement, I was referring to a position that was added in the community development um, department, which is under the category affordable housing. And so what that means is that we have positions that get added onto our budgets that are being they're being covered by other costs. So it could be covered by a capital project. It could be covered by um, a MIOP, which is a multi-year operating project. It could be covered by a grant. So there's many different ways that a position could be covered by other means of funds. And that's when I, so when I say cost reimbursable, it just means that although the position's being added to Measure U, um, 
it will, it's getting funding from another source. Okay. That's what I want. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, Member Macias. Hi, good evening. I have two questions, um, so I'll just give them both to you. Uh, the, the first, and I'm new on the commission, so um, can you help me understand, so the city council considers the budget um, with general fund and measure U combined, so how is it decided what gets billed to measure U versus what comes out of general fund? So the list we're seeing where it says, oh, this is charged to measure U, I guess I'm wondering how it, where is that decided and how that's decided? And then my second question um, is just maybe a quick one. Is, is there, were any funds um, right now being set aside for in the next fiscal year for participatory budget, budgeting? So I'll answer the first question. Um, so the way that Measure U is currently set up um, in regards to funding is by their department. So um, prior to your time on the committee, there was a realignment of what um, departments should be funded by Measure U. So if there was an augmentation or decrease to that department's budget, that would affect the Measure U fund. So that's what determines whether or not um, a certain item, position, um, project gets funded by Measure U. Oh, you, go ahead. Got it, so it was decided at one point and now Yes. The, the ups and downs are just reflected in, in what you're showing us. Correct, yeah. And that change happened at the end of fiscal year 21. That realignment happened at the end of fiscal year 21 for fiscal year 22. Is that correct? Okay, yeah. Um, so that happened um, at the end of fiscal year 21 for fis the start of fiscal year 22's budget. So it's been, a, it's about a, been about a year and a half that the realignment has taken place. And then um, in the answer, to your, the, sec the answer to your second question is know that there's no additional funding for participatory budget in this um, proposed budget. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Diaz. Yeah, hi, thank you so much for the presentation. Always really appreciate the information you share with us here. Um, I was gonna ask about a couple specific categories, just kind of curious if you could enlighten us a little bit about uh, what they're gonna be used for. So starting with uh, the youth category, I think I see here we're, we're, there's proposed a 30.2 million allocation in that category. Okay. I just to make sure that's accurate, first off, in my reading. Yes, that's correct. Okay, oh, I'm encouraged to see that's the largest proposed allocation here of these categories. I think it's obviously a really important one. Um, I was going through the list of programs I was curious, some of these seem like they might be more than just youth serving, like maybe parents, maybe also adults as well. Are they dropped into this category because youth will be part of the population served, even if not served exclusively? And I'm looking like at the zoo and maybe some of the other recreation programs. Um, so this is something that has been asked in the past. And um, when during the realignment, there were... Um, there were definitely there are departments that had um, certain categories that they fit the best under. So while there are departments that um, do serve like a, a good portion of the public, that they serve the majority of the majority of their services to youth, that mm -hmm. that's the category that they went into. So that's probably what you're seeing, and um, and that's maybe what you're like seeing in the breakdown of the budget. So I just wanted to make sure. Um, and then can I ask you, 
With the passage of Measure L, which is obviously going to support a lot of youth programming, what's the expectation of how that will impact the Measure U dollars for youth programming? Will it be hopefully an augmentation, not some sort of substitution? So the way that the measure was written um, is that the Measure L cannot supplant any sort of existing funding. So what you see currently here in um, the budget, um, unless it's unless there's a change that's different, um, that's unless there's a change to the budget that is not related to Measure U, that's I'm sorry, Measure L, you'll it there wouldn't be any sort of supplanting of the Measure U funds for Measure L. Got it. Well, that's definitely encouraging as we want to continue to support the vulnerable populations of our youth in the city. Um, and then on the other two just quick categories here, on homelessness, uh, I heard you say that, you know, we aren't yet calculating for that because we have to wait for the awards and for the state to step up with those budget dollars, uh, which I'll just put on the record, I know we're all probably very much looking to that. I work in the affordable housing space right now at a statewide level, and so to whatever extent I can support, uh, we'll try my best to ensure cities get the preferably ongoing homelessness uh, funding they need, but if not, we'll go year by year and keep trying to ensure Sacramento has what it needs to address that issue. Um, and then lastly, this just I, I think is a clarifying point since I've not looked at the entire budget, but uh, there's no funding for another round of the participatory budget pilot in this proposed budget, correct? It's correct. Okay, then just raising for us all here, I know we're still looking to complete the first pilot, ensure that it was successful, that we delivered on uh, for you know the residents who are going to be benefiting from it. And so perhaps in future years, if we're able to show proof of concept, uh, we'll have some luck in going to the council and maybe looking for a second round. But just since it's a program that our committee looks at exclusively, just want to make sure we know that there isn't in this round, but perhaps they're successful, we can push for a second round in a future year. Thank you. Thank you. Um, is it Commissioner Rube or Commissioner Sala? Thank you. Um, so I, I'm not sure if this is the point that we can ask questions about very specific pro line items under the very larger line items. We have that discussion because, and I think. Um, um, member Diaz, you, you brought up some um, questions that I already had, so, and I have more, but I don't know if, if, if this is the time or is, are we going to have another opportunity to go into very specifics and ask questions. This is definitely the time, and if, we, if I cannot answer them here, um, I will work with Ash to get the answers to you because oh, okay. I think like last year there were very specific okay. questions that you, um, the members had regarding certain categories and we had to go back and just give um, a much more detailed account, which we can definitely do. Okay, so. I'll, I'll get back to that, but I, I do want to bring up um, very specifically, even though it's not in our being recommended um, for 23-24 money for the participatory budgeting. Uh, I was at last Tuesday's meeting where the mayor said it was really important to continue this program and that, and he wanted Measure U to be involved directly in doing it again. So why wouldn't it be, is there a way to include it now in our recommendations? Or um, if you, if, 
it's definitely, if you, if this is what the committee decides that they want to move forward with a recommendation, then yes, definitely make a recommendation. It's up to council to decide on, you know, what changes they want to make between proposed budget to approved. So, um, so the reason why I was showing you the, the, at the end, the calendar, so that you're aware of the time okay. that we're going back to council, back to BNA, and those would be um, the times that, um, this this like discussion would be brought up. Okay, um, and then last year, and I know the timing. I mean, we're very we're crunched for time. But last year, I remember the mayor providing his list of priorities. Is that not going to happen this year? Because that was also helpful for us to have that. You would have to check with the mayor's office on that. Um, I believe that. Um, you know, it's really, if he has other priorities that he wants to bring up um, or his office wants to bring up, they will either release a memo or something. Okay. So before I, and then I have one more statement, then I'll ask you questions about some specific programs that we funded last year. One of the things, and I, I my frustration was, la was what I experienced last year, and it's again this year, and, and, um, is not having a sense of we're 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 funding it we're maintaining status quo as we fund measure you basically there's a little bit of shift every year but it's basically status quo how how do i know that that status quo that we're funding is really having an impact and adhering to the spirit of measure you I don't know that because we have no number, no data, no saying, okay, yeah, we're, we're continuing to fund, for example, um, the arts creative edge. We can, and it's kind of consistent with a little bit of fluctuation, but how do I know that what they said they, they're intending to use Measure U funds for, that it is being used for those specific intentions and goals, and it, it is having an impact. I, I have no way of getting, of, of being able to um, make a decision whether we should maintain the status quo or maybe we need to tweak it and say, well, maybe they're not, it's not being effective and maybe we shouldn't put that money in that pocket and maybe put it in another pocket that might be having more success and might need additional funds to continue their success. I have no, no way of gauging that and it's a little bit frustrating for me so I would like to make a recommendation that, and I know it's been said before, we did it last year and it, it never really, and I think it's been one of the recommendations, but I really want to see that we have a way of um, benchmarking what happens with that money by categories and programs and its effectiveness. So that when I'm looking at this again, I can say, oh, yeah, I can see that what they said they were going to do, what their goal was for this money, um, they met their goal and it, it had this impact. And, and maybe a year is, is not enough time to do that, but before I leave Measure You, I'd like to be able to look at that. That being said, um, when I, and I'm going to ask my questions. Um, so under affordable housing, it says specific plans, and it talks, you know, we're, we funded 1.200 million, 
and it was targeting Stockton Boulevard plan and the Marysville action plan. I, I remember stating, and it didn't make it into the report in, as a recommendation, that um, we need to have a similar action plan for Northgate Gardenland. And um, so is it, is it possible the money's already, you're recommending the same amount for these programs and these programs are continuing. Would it be possible for us to call out Northgate Gardenland development of a specific plan? And, um, and if not, how, how can that, should it be? I'm, I'm not sure how to call that out because I remember last year saying the same thing, like they need a, an action plan as well and they need resources to that. Similar to what's happening, not so much Stockton Boulevard, but with Marysville action plan. Um, I'm sorry, so is the, what is the question? Is it? So, so the money that we gave of, of 1.200 million is targeting these two programs. Why Why aren't we able to, why isn't another, because I called it out last year, but it didn't make it in here. It's still targeting only those two action plans, Marysville and Stockton, the Stockton Boulevard specific plans. Okay. Um, well, so anything that is new has to go through the city manager's um, process of review and, um, and so I'm not sure like if that, I, I don't remember that being brought up as a, a request um, for funding, uh, but this is definitely something that if you feel that should be in your recommendation to council that you should add, um, because at this point in time, the proposed budget is set with what is in there currently as decided with by the city manager and how the budget was set um, with the existing um, set of categories and the funding that's associated with it. And anything new would have to be an augmentation. So um, so if, it, if it's not something that you're seeing in there, it would definitely have to be a recommendation that comes forward from the committee. Okay. Um, and then um, I also, and um, Member Diaz mentioned the area of um, youth, and I understood it. I, I was like, okay, well, um, Measure L is funding youth programs, and I um, thank you, Ash, for explaining that to me. Can only, only new programs could be funded, so we're going to continue to fund youth programs, and, and that's fine. Um, but the area of gang prevention and violence prevention, we've seen it in the last year how it's really been an up, uptick. And then the caller who called in said, we need more resources for violence prevention programs, and I would agree with her on that. I even in my, my neighborhood in Gardenland, we're seeing um, some uh, problems there. It's not a huge problem, but it's kind of surfacing. And, and, but we have no prevention program or uh, violence prevention program in there. Yet I think in this area, um, 
we need to, and I would like to make that as a recommendation that we increase resources for, for these programs. Another one, and I'm, I'm just saying this and we can have a debate and discussion, I just wanna put it out there, is in uh, um, one of my um, uh, resident brought it to my attention when she knew I was in Measure U and said, we have Doyle Pool, which is in Gardenland, and how we, I see that um, you listed under aquatics, spring and fall extended sessions, but you only called out Clooney Pool. And why not, and if I have that issue in District 3 in Gardenland, I'm sure there are other areas that might have, want the pool hours extended beyond just Clooney Pool. Um, and I know that's not your decision, but I'm just, um, and then the last item is, I've heard it's under youth and it's the Thousand Strong program. And I know that's the mayor's priority program, but I also have heard a lot of discussions about its effectiveness, whether it's a lot of money and whether it's really yielding the kind of um, impact where we would have hoped would have happened. And I hear that it's not. So why would we continue to fund that? And if that's in, your rec in the budget recommendations to continue the status quo, I think we need to take a look at that. And, and then my last comment, and I know this is a controversial one, and because I've been sitting in city council, um, I, I hear often, and, and the police some of the police commissioners say that we need to um, relook at investment in the police and that some of the things that measure use funding and we're doing to do outreach and increase diversity, whether some of that money should really be, because they are saying that what the police are doing, not in the area so much of safety, but community investment in under police or community development under police, whether that money should be put somewhere else instead of within the police department. I can tell you that the police, um, whatever, so the only contribution that the police department gets is in the public safety section, and that's for their hiring pipeline. They work with youth in high schools and um, various programs, and so it's really to increase the diversity programs that you're talking about. That is the only funding that the police gets in the Measure U budget. Okay, right, thank you. That's all my questions. Thank you, uh, Commissioner Gores. Thank you, Madam Chair. So Ms. Santiso, you actually answered one of my questions right now. The question I was gonna ask was that in the fiscal year snapshot, um, there's line item public safety, and I, I presume that's fire safety, fire and police. Fire, police, and parks, or and parks. yeah. Okay, and then there's a line item community response, and I was gonna ask do, do the, any of the other agencies that I just mentioned touch that part of the budget as well but you said only police get it for um, public safety. Correct, yeah, police and fire are only under public safety, um, and I can't remember everything that's under community response. I think it's only the Department of Community Response, but um, we can get that detail for you if you like. Okay. Thank you. Commissioner Riviera. Thank you. I just want to echo my support with um, Member Salas, as she asked the question, is there budgeting in the budget? Is there anything for auditing? 
there anything for you? Are you talking about a financial audit. audit or are you talking about like a programmatic audit? Programmatic audit for the uh, programs that are being funded. Um, we don't have any sort of like programmatic audit that's done for Measure U. There is um, a financial audit that's done by our, um, we have a consultant in the finance department that does that at, for year end. But um, no, not at this, that, that was not something that was, um, that's set up at this time. We do, um, I know that uh, Member Sala mentioned about um, wanting to know where programs are at and how, you know, whether or not the funding is being used as it says that it would, um, as, as it's being said in here. And we do provide, um, while I know it's a long document, we do provide quarterly reports during our, um, our quarterly reports um, that goes to council um, that provides an update to each of the programs. So it goes by, but it goes by categories and then it goes by departments and it states like what is being funded under each of those departments and categories and where departments are at. So that is something that has been available to the Measure You Committee um, since last fiscal year and we updated for first quarter, second quarter and third quarter. So it's available um, for, for, for everyone to review. So if I understand you correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, then you do do the programmatic audits. It's not an audit per se, it's just an update to where departments are at. So if they receive funding for positions, for example, they would state like whether or not they filled the positions or where they're at. So it's a status update. So it's more like a financial audit. It's, financial it's, report. it's, pro, it's programmatic. So it's, it's not talking, it doesn't state any dollar amounts. It's stating what's happening in each of the um, different departments under what is being funded by Measure U. So they would have met their goals or, or whatever was in the contract. Is that what you're saying? I can go there and say, oh, this, we gave 100,000 to X and they said they were gonna service of a hundred youth, then there I can see, and it's going to say five hundred thousand was given, and a hundred youth were serviced. I don't know if it goes to that detail because there was no set like benchmark. I, I mean, I don't really, I don't really know if there was any sort of benchmark that was set up for specific funding because some of the departments that get funded by Measure U are funding their operations. Some of it are projects and some of it are capital projects. So it really depends on what's being funded. If it's their operations, then it's their day-to-day -day business of running the pools, running community centers, things of that sort. Are they doing the hiring pipeline program things of so it just, it really depends on what is being funded and um, and if there was any sort of benchmark set with that. Because I was saying with Commissioner Salas there, I've had concerns from the community about certain organizations getting funded and not meeting. So I totally agree with you, Salas, Commissioner Salas, on that, that we need to maybe look at adding something of that caliber, that nature, into the budget. That is something that can be recommended through your recommendation to council if that's the way that the committee wants to move forward. Thank you, thank you for your time, Chair. 
I have a, a question. Um, in one of your slides, you mentioned that the budget was an outcome of a variety of things, one of which were the council's priorities, something and something. So where are those in that, in that sentence? Where is, where's the council's statement of priorities? Where is priorities, initiatives, and or regulatory requirements? So what, I mean, I'm particularly interested in what the council's priorities and initiatives are that are integrated into this budget. So, so this slide in particular is in reference to the city's entire budget. So it's not just Measure U, but it's also the general fund and other ones. So for example, one of council's biggest priorities is affordable housing. And we are, um, while it's not in the Measure use budget, it's definitely, um, there's additional funding that is um, being funded um, through another resource. Uh, there are other uh, areas such as commitment to staff, and that's like something that we're working on, like some of the operational um, changes that occurred in the budget modifications helps with um, departments um, being able to operate much more efficiently ever since the pandemic um, kind of happened. Uh, there's also, you know, we have, con for the most part, um, homelessness has, has is almost entirely funded in this proposed budget um, with no cuts to the programmatic services that still remains in there. So it's across the board um, in regards to what council has been saying that their um, kind of initiatives are. And so it's really a much more greater statement than just the measure you, it's citywide. I, I understand that, but I'm still trying to understand where where is there a document? Is there is something? Is there something that articulates the council's priorities and initiatives so that we're we're in you know so that we know what's important to them, um, and maybe even why it's important to them? Um, it's you know it's helpful to get the you know the affordable housing, the commitment to staff, the the homelessness, um, but it just would be helpful if the budget. And maybe it's in the big giant budget document, but it would be helpful if there was some place that we could go to that was straightforward statement of of priorities and and initiatives that are integrated into the overall budget that we can think about as we're we're uh, dealing with Measure U. So in the um, budget document, there, we have a budget message that's um, a letter from the city manager. Um, so that will include some of the information that you're looking for. And he's in constant communication with council in discussions of like what their priorities are. So you'll see that there. Um, and then of course, it's a lot of it is discussions that happens at the dais. So there's a lot of discussion that happens there. We take that information. Um, so the city manager was very aware of like the things that were priorities and those were some of the um, things that have changed in our budget, not just in Measure U, but in the other ones that I mentioned. Okay, thank you, I, I appreciate that. I have no other speakers in the speakers queue. Um, I think our next item is, um, discussion of our recommendations, development of uh, recommendations, and are, I'm, are you ready to go there?
Are, are, are you ready to move there? And I don't know if it's fair to ask you, Ms. Um, Santizo, to stay, so in case we have questions. Sure, I was planning to stay. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate that. So if there are no other questions literally on the budget and, um, and you all are ready to go to development of our recommendation or discussion of development of our recommendations, let's go. Um, so this is item four, development and approval of recommendations regarding fiscal year 2324 Measure U budget priorities. Um, clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this? Thank you, Chair. I have no speaker slips from those in chambers, and I have um, several hands raised from folks online. Um, our first speaker is Aaron. My name is Aaron Cardoza, and I am in support of the Measure U. Um, I think it's doing a big deal in Sacramento, especially with our violence prevention. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your comments. Our next speaker is Barry Boyd. <laughs> Looks like Mr. Boyd dropped off. Um, our next speaker will be Lambert Davis. Yes, I, I was trying to comment on the presentation um, that talked about no auditing. I mean, that is a, that's stunning to me. As a business owner, I'm always prepared for an audit. You have to be, and because it's taxpayer dollars, uh, I think that's irresponsible to, to not be able to account for where our taxpayer dollars are going. I mean, there's really, you have an auditor at City Hall who I think is halfway decent as far as uh, fairness. But I don't think there's any operation that does not either prepare for an audit or knows they're going to be audited. I mean, that's a recipe for abuse. If you can't track where the money went, who's to say where it went? You know, there have been many scandals in the city manager's office regarding fiscal responsibility. And it was caught through a great auditing system. But that's, that's shocking to me that Measure U monies can't be accounted for. I didn't hear that when I went to all those meetings with Measure U. I heard they were supposed to be for the underserved community. Now we're hearing you can't audit where the money really went. The commission should be concerned about that. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Um, our last speaker is Barry Boyd. <coughs> Thank you and good afternoon. It seems like we had a little technical difficulty there. Um, I did want to speak on agenda item three, but I see I come in late, but uh, part of my commentary uh, reflects here in agenda item four as well. And to the uh, point of the last caller, 
just for clarity, and uh, someone can correct me once I'm uh, off the floor, that any program and or project that uses public funding is and must have an audit and any measure you committee member and or member of the public can request that public information that audit for that project or program and for clarity public funding is any monies collected from sales tax property tax uh, grant money from the state or federal government those are public funds for any project and or program that uses public funding, um, which again, that comes into play here with agenda item four. So I'm not speaking on agenda item three. And uh, I will restate in uh, later in the uh, public comment section, but my question, of course, it's not a ask and re uh, receive. I did miss why there is no funding allocated for the participatory budgeting after the mayor had had stated so vehemently in last week's meeting and meetings prior in prior months that he would like to see the community be a part of the entire budget not to say that's going to happen this year but for there not to be any monies for this coming fiscal budget someone please explain to me why not you have to nurture and grow something thank you for your time Thank you for your comments. Chair, I have no more speakers online with their hand raised. Thank you. Are there commissioners who wish to start the dialogue on this topic? Commissioner Diaz. Um, before maybe we dive into the recommendations, we'd like to give the content, and I really appreciated uh, the system set up for us to give comment through the form. Um, just wanted to review how we're going to give that. Uh, feedback. So I see here a suggestion from staff to authorize one Measure You Community Advisory Committee member to finalize and forward recommendations to the Budget and Audit Committee. Is that in written form or just assign someone to perhaps verbally represent what we decide as a committee here? That is correct. Um, I'll just sort of back up and say the staff recommendation gives the committee the authority or the the opportunity to vote on final recommendations tonight. You certainly do not need to um, vote on those final recommendations, but were you to choose to do that, really the only way to implement those in practice would be to delegate authority to a single committee member who would put those in writing and then send them off to the Budget and Audit Committee for their review of your recommendations. Um, were you to elect to have a special meeting next uh, Monday at 5.30 p.m., potentially one, that one member could uh, put that in a draft format that we could then publish um, on your next agenda that you could then see in writing uh, before you took a final vote to, to vote to approve them. So really the, the staff recommendation tonight, it, it, it gives you the opportunity mm -hmm. to vote and finalize your recommendations, but you certainly don't need to. Got it, thank you, Ash, that's really helpful. Um, in terms of my end, uh, I 
would be in favor of finalizing if the group is comfortable. I'm also open to another meeting, but I won't be the lead on suggesting that at this time. Uh, but if we were able to assign someone to put it in writing and you know forward it on our behalf, I think that would be a pretty good way to ensure we get recommendations in time since we know this year uh, we got off to a bit of a late start on all this. So just throwing that comment there and happy to dive more into the actual priorities once we know the format perhaps that we want to present these in. Thank you, Commissioner Diaz. Commissioner Pascal? I think I was going to ask a similar question just about the, the process or, you know, what we're kind of driving toward as a committee in terms of presenting our recommendations. Um, I think as a new commissioner, it was very helpful for me to see last year's um, recommendations in writing, and I would suggest that we ought to have a document, have something in writing, um, demonstrate, you know, be on the record as a... Um, as a committee and, and demonstrate to the, you know, the voters and the folks that appointed to us that we're, you know, doing our jobs um, to have something um, concrete and in terms of recommendations. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Rueb or Sala? Yes, so I, I think it would be helpful to have the discussion about what we would like the recommendations to be not just to prove uh, what's been presented to us because for my well you know I have ideas about what it, the budget should look like so the discussion is important now and then if, if if we could have one individual maybe two individuals no? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, one individual um, to take our discussions and put it together in a draft, in a recommendation in writing, and at next Monday's meeting, really have finalize it, and that's what would go forward to the budget and audit. And actually, the formal presentation, we should get on their agenda, and, and there should be a formal presentation of why we're making the recommendations that we are making to the budget and audit. Um, so that that's my preference that I'm not ready to to say okay we've approved this and we're ready to go and we don't need a me meeting on Monday and I would like to see whatever that recommendation looks like in draft form to be finalized next Monday on the 22nd that would be and um, and then my last comment before we get into recommendations is Ash you had sent us um, a summary of the committee and how we prioritized our, and then we all had individuals based on our priorities, what we would like programs to be funded under our priorities. I, I think that's valuable to look at that and that could start us in our discussion because that work was done, all of us, the majority, we were very similar in what we identified as our top priorities. Maybe. We deviate from the programs, but at least we can, that would be a good starting point for looking at what's being proposed, what we've deemed determined as our priorities since we don't have city council priorities. Um, and then we can start our dialogue that way. Thank you. Uh, Member Riviera. Thank you, Chair. I agree with you, Commissioner Salas, that we need to have a discussion. If I were to have to vote on what was presented today, 
I would not. Because I think there's some stuff that we need to either, that we need to add and have a healthy discussion by this group. So I agree with your, your first one. So thank you for bringing that up. Commissioner Wolf. Thank you. Um, I haven't spoken yet today. I just want to go back and thank the entire city staff for all the effort that had to go into producing this very robust report. Um, I've gotten about halfway just skimming through it. And there's obviously a lot and plenty more to still read. Um, in terms of generating recommendations tonight and like what we really want to do here, right? Are we trying to come up with like a dollar amount that we're trying to request from the city to allocate to participatory budgeting? If you'll allow me to uh, respond, I, I think we absolutely need to, I mean, if the only thing we did, we in my opinion, we absolutely need to make a request for continued funding for participatory budgeting. Yeah, so I mean, so the priorities that are listed, right, we pulled, that's, you know, that's really useful, I think, but I mean, we before just in terms of getting a dollar amount specifically requested into the budget before the city votes on this fi and finalizes what they're currently looking at, I mean, do we want to just start ballparking like a you know, similar number to last year or? Well, last year was a million dollars. And I think our original request was five? Fifteen? <laughs> our original, original request was fifteen. Um, uh, and so, so right now, <coughs> the city, if I read that correctly, the city has a surplus of ten million for the next budget year. Is that is that right? So next, so next year, looking at twenty three, twenty four, there's a ten million dollar surplus. If I or did I, am I wrong about that? I'm looking at the wrong sheet. Or are we in deficit? the year after and I'm just I'm completely mixing up my numbers and we we don't have a surplus of that amount what we are showing uh, for all entire Lake General Fund Measure U is um, about a million dollars overall but Measure U um, is in deficit for the proposed budget so it, um, in order for it to um, be fully funded, it would take augmentation from general fund, which is why we look at general fund and measure you together. Yeah. So, so I guess, yeah, the short answer is where are we in terms of what's even available in the budget? Or are we just, because since we're borrowing from the, the this money's going into the general fund, right? It's all in the same pot of money? Well, I mean, we, we so we um, financially, we look at it separately. We have them in separate funds, but when there is um, actual, like when we forecast and when the council makes decisions, it's they're looking at both general fund and measure you together. So for all auditing purposes, general fund and measure you are separately audited and it's just for the purposes of how we're allocating money, you know, how we're forecasting for the future. It's combined okay so the so the general fund overall has a 10 what there's 10.243 on there so that's when the when they're separated or that's when they're together um 
Okay, I'm sorry, I'm like trying to see where you're looking at. Okay, so we do have a surplus deficit, right? So you're looking at just simply revenues, less expenditures, but um, there's also like, if you go down that column, you see that there's measure L that's included and that's general fund monies. And then you have all of the homeless services. So the very end, the bottom of it, where it's showing 1.1 million, that is the ending fund balance um, of general fund measure U. And that's if we don't get that homeless money from the state, the H HAP? We, no, we have the, so the monies that are in there is actual monies that we have received um, a letter from the state stating that we're going to get it. So we are getting almost 20 million from the state through HAP funds. And um, the breakdown of whole person's care and the ARPA monies that we have, those are one-time allocations that we can dedicate to 24 budget. So for the most part, um, homeless services is almost fully funded. And so we, so there's a million dollars left over in the city's budget after doing all the projections this year. Correct. All right. That, At least, and and just, with, with just that. to remind everyone, that's a million dollars before um, labor negotiations have taken place. Thank you. Yes, that's definitely um, something that's not included because we don't have that information. Um, so that is. Uh, Something that will, once we know that, we will have a better idea of like where our funding would be, like where our forecast will look like in future years. And just to clarify, the contract negotiations are for fiscal year. It's for calendar year. It's so all of them end this calendar year. And did you um, say that again? I'm sorry. I missed oh, that. I'm sorry. So all of our contracts end this calendar year. So some of them um, are some of them I believe have ended already, and so we're still in negotiations. Others end in the summer, and some end like um, at the end of the calendar year, and on like. So any contract negotiations that end and are mm -hmm. completed would affect the first six months of the 23-24 the fiscal year. Correct. Yeah. And anything to the beginning of, so there will be um, anything, like it will all be retroactive to the very beginning of like that contract period. So depending on when a contract ends, we will start that contract then like next day. Yeah. Mm, so, okay, got it. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, we can't have an open conversation about it unless we're all on the same page about what's available, so. Um. Well, I, the other approach to take is to understand that if we make a recommendation to allocate funds for, say, PB, we have to know that it means funds will come from someplace else and we don't know where that's going to come from. All right, that's all I need. Anyone else? Just to keep the discussion going, I would suggest that if, based on that discussion and the references from several of you in the previous discussion about PB, is there anyone who is interested in one of our recommendations being to continue funding for participatory budgeting, and if so, at what level? Um, Member Sala or Rue. So that goes to my point of I, I, I do believe without having an, you know, an audit or 
or a benchmark or accountability for the programs that are receiving the status quo funding for Measure U, we can't, who are we gonna, you know, how can we justify, oh, this program maybe isn't as effective as we thought it was going to be, so they don't need as much and we can take it and put it into another program like PB, and so we're kind of, um, I just think our hands are tied. So I really, as definitely, without a doubt, in our recommendations, we can't have another year where we're doing this blindly, and that's what I feel is happening right now. Um, where you all see it, and and um, you, and I'm hoping that departments give you their, and I, I think it, I saw that, and thank you, Ash, for sending it to us. They set goals, um, what they wanna do, every year, but that's general goals. It's not goals and outcomes for Measure U. And I think in our charge was we need to set benchmarks or goals for, for each area that we're giving monies to. So that should definitely be in the recommendation. I don't wanna sit here next year and be, again, making decisions, what I feel is blindly because we're just, we're just funding the status quo. And now with PB, we just finished it. I reviewed the applications. I saw the benefit of doing it. The mayor has obviously seen the benefit, and it takes resources, not only to award the money for the process, um, the, well, it takes two pots of money. One is the money that you're gonna allocate for programs and ideas that are generated through the community, but it's also having monies um, that an agency or maybe it's the city, the city council having FTE, whatever, to guide this entire process. It took quite a bit of uh, energy from the city, a subcontractor to make this whole process. And, and um, the first allocation was $250,000. In addition to it was $1 million, which all of us agreed it was a pilot it was a great idea, but not enough money. Um, and yet, some of the programs that um, and some of the programs that were generated and ideas were generated out of this process are really worthwhile and great programs that we should be able to duplicate and fund. And um, I, you know, one million's not enough. And if I was gonna put a number because I'm doing this, you know, I'm, I'm just grasping from the air, I, we originally recommended 15 million. Okay, that was turned down, but at least 10 million that would cover the entire process, the, the process that is the organizing, the organizing of it, all the city staff time that went to the outreach, the voting, engaging with the community, and then the monies that set aside to fund um, the projects. And because we only had a million, we had to limit it to, to a few communities targeting, um, it was mainly for the north, Sacramento, it was Gardenland and Del Paso. For the south, it was mainly Meadowview, correct? But there are other communities that would have benefited from this process. So million dollars is not enough. And um, I, I would say at least $10 million. And 
and how we come up with that money is um, we would have to look at these programs and say, and that's a hard one because any, any program that we say, oh, well, maybe they're not as effective, we're going to take it out of there. We don't know that they're not effective because we have no benchmarks, no matrix to determine that. The only one I've heard some criticism about was Thousand Strong. Not because the program isn't a great idea, it's just very costly and it hasn't, it hasn't really um, uh, developed or had outcomes than what I think was expected. So that's, that's, that's it. Thank you. Um, I'd like to um, recommend uh, encounter to, to Marbella that we ask for a million for participatory budgeting, um, given that it is in all likelihood a huge deficit year at the state level and that's gonna trickle down to, to local economies as well. Um, just, I feel like if we give them a pragmatic number, they might be more willing to find the money somewhere. I think 10 million is, is a tough sell to go program by program and kind of find where those dollars could be, and I'd hate for us to, to cut positions or you know, make some of those hard choices in a, a project that, while amazing, and is, is currently gonna do really great work, um, you know, necessarily, I, I just don't think those dollars should come um, at such a high cost during a, a year when, when we are gonna be facing a, a lot of deficits and, and recession type things that, that are gonna come down the pipeline. Um, and I did have one other comment. Uh, in terms of format for this meeting, were we thinking that we would get a full list of recommendations from, from all of us and then vote on that list? Or did we wanna currently go um, initiative by initiative and have the full body vote on that? I'll, I'll respond just with my preference, which is does not, should not control unless it's the majority, which is that I would like to have a discussion tonight that leads us to a set of recommendations and concept that somebody could memorialize and that we could confirm next week. So, I mean, that, that would be what I would hope we could get to. Thank you. Did you want to nominate someone to do that? Uh, <laughs> I know it was a lot easier the last time we had Otto Kent, um, who volunteered yeah, to do yeah, it. Almost. Yeah, I don't know that we, I mean, maybe we should wait till we get to the end and see if one, somebody volunteers, or two, somebody is the last person standing. That is really mean. Um, <laughs> Commissioner, <laughs> Member Macias. Thanks. Well, I had a question. It seems like, and maybe this is how, how things operated in um, in the prior budget years, but that you're suggesting that we need to find, if we're asking for funds for participatory budgeting, that we need to find cuts somewhere else. But the, it seems like the City Council is looking at the general fund and Measure L together. Measure L is just what, like a fifth or a sixth of the total revenue? Um, oh, sorry, Measure U is just a sixth or a fifth, roughly, of the total budget. I mean, and they can shift things around. I mean, they could fund 
you know, fund other parts, it's, it seems relatively fungible. I mean, I, so I don't know that, is that how you all have operated in the past that you've actually recommended cuts in order to pay for something that you were recommending? We, we have recommended cuts, but not, not trade-offs like you described. There's probably more cuts on other parts that aren't in the measure L that we would. Well, and it was, it's, it, about. and this is a really different year. Um, this is a year where, I mean, the, the financial challenges are much, much, much greater than any of the previous years. I mean, early years, we were in a upswing financially. Um, then there was money from <coughs> COVID kinds of money. So there was, a, there was more flexibility. And there just, I mean, I think... Uh, Ms. Santizo really described it. I mean, you've got challenges with pension contributions. You've got challenges with the economy. You've got challenges with labor contracts coming to a head and a commitment on the part of the city, especially on those last two, to their staff. I mean, they made some very, very, very strong statements in the budget hearing about commitment to to supporting staff and um, valuing staff, so so this is a different different year. Um, I mean, the only things I, I mean, I think there's some things we can look to from the past on this committee. Like we have recommended, um, we have recommended more definitive information on program impacts. There's no doubt in my mind that that financial audits are fine, that money is being spent for the purposes for which it was designed. But the deeper question about impacts of money being invested is not, not well answered. And we have recommended that, and I would suggest we recommend it again. Yeah. I guess I'm just thinking, there's another 600 plus million dollars in the budget that's not part of Measure U, or you know, they could buy one less tank or whatever else they're, they're doing. And so I'm... I guess I just don't feel like we have to just say the cut has to come from the Measure U. There's other places they could find the participatory budget money from. So, and we don't, I don't, you know, we have a paragraph about some of these budget items. It seems hard for us to decide. But anyway, all that said, it seems like if the participatory budgeting was a million in the first, if it was a pilot, and if we're thinking it's a success that we want to continue, that there should be some measure of increase so that we can continue to learn, continue to demonstrate its success. So I don't know. It, I wouldn't start saying with a, a flat um, ask. I would at least double it or, or um, I would think about increasing and not staying flat if we're going to make the argument that it was a success and that we want to see it grow and continue and try new neighborhoods and... Um, so I don't know if 10 is the right number, but but I think it, you know going above one, so at least doubling with, as a starting point makes sense to me. Does anyone want to try a motion? I, I just have a quick yep. comment, Madam Chair. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll defer my question. Um, <laughs> Member Gorris. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I want to say that I appreciate all the commissioners' comments. Um, and in particular, Vice Chair Cooney, um, you know, I think just uh, piggybacking on um, Member Macias, um, we definitely need to um, increase the ask, and I definitely think we should make a recommendation for PB. Um, and, you know, we started $15 million last time. 
then we went down 10 and then we got a million. So we definitely need to go higher in the million and kind of meet in the middle somewhere. So that would be my, my recommendation. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Member Diaz. Yeah, um, specifically on the participatory budget pilot, uh, I, I feel like it is an important thing for us to ask for and I'm persuaded by folks saying that we should go a little bit higher. Um, I would be interested in asking for double, two million, seeing where that lands us. I mean, of course, it'll be a decision at the end of the day of the city council, but we can, of course, advocate for what we'd like to see here. Uh, and of course, if we ask for double in terms of the um, allocation, we're going to have to hope produce double the results. So I'm sure we will try to rise to that challenge if we do get the allocation. If folks are open to that and having that included in this written statement, which will be prepared by someone at some point, uh, that is a specific item I would be comfortable making a motion on, asking for $2 million for a second round for the participatory budget pilot. Is that a motion? If that's a motion, I'll second that. Well, Discussion. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I, hang oh. on. Let me, let me, um, uh, Member Rueb or Sala. <laughs> no. My first meeting, but I'm just trying to understand um, the limited dollars. How do you make recommendations on these different items? Not knowing, like the homeless, I believe she said there was like money coming from the state that that's almost fully funded. So I'm just curious how this works, how you make recommendations for this one million, two million dollars, if there could possibly be dollars for other other items coming from other places. So I'm just not understanding that process. Well, for sure on PB, there isn't going to be money from other places because that's that was an initiative started as a pilot by this committee. Um, the, tra the, the, the challenge is on any of these topics this year in particular, money's, money spent on, more money spent on one thing is going to come from someplace else. And the, the question is, do we want to recommend where it comes from or do we want to say these, this thing is important and we trust the council to decide how to fund it. Is that also how you decide what areas are are encouraged or recommended to initially be funded as well? Like she was saying, Gardenville or the South, you know, Sac or Stockton or Robla, those different areas. Is that based on need, or is that you just come to a consensus and we're going to just start in these areas? Well, I. Overall, where we where we thought Measure U, where the committee thought Measure U funds were to be funded, um, to be invested from the beginning, the committee said it should be invested in those communities of greatest need that had been left behind traditionally, and so um, that's why PB went to some very defined neighborhoods that were identified by a whole series of metrics related to. Um, financial, economic, socioeconomic, many health um, factors that showed them as as communities, and they were pretty big communities um, for the the two PB categories. But but broader than PB, generally this committee has taken the position that Measure U funds should be invested in those uh, parts of our city that have been less 
attended to historically, and and you can look at the measures that show that, and it's pretty clear. Thank you. I hope that answered the question. Um, Member Gorris? Yeah, thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I think with the recommendation, we should uh, just give the dollar amount, have the answers of where the money should be allocated from, but not put it out there right away. I mean, just knowing, knowing, I think I have a good pulse of the city council and the mayor, and this is the mayor that's gonna give us the $2 million if we're gonna ask for it. I think we have a big fan in him as far as with PB, but I think we should just have the answers of where we will really allocate some of the budget, but just not give it to them directly. You know what I mean? They might just kinda understand it and know, or, you know, or that can you know, engage us, or I'm sorry, that can cause them to and create and start some dialogue directly. So that's just my recommendation. Thank you. And did Member Rueb or Sala have another question? Okay. So, so there, there's a motion. It's been seconded, and now we're having discussion on that yes. motion. Yes. Okay. I, I want to just challenge. I, I just think two million um, is not enough. And if we're saying two million, and that includes if we're gonna pay the city staff to do all the work, and they, since they learned about what it takes to do participatory budgeting, because it's a whole entire, la thankful that um, member Odo Kent led this effort, but that was all volunteers that led, along with a subcontractor. Um, or that was 250,000. We never even incorporated staff time that was utilized to support this effort. So in my perspective, the entire project, two million is not gonna cover it. And I would like to say, to ask for at least five million that incorporates, we learned a lot through this process and the resources that it takes to do a project of this size for only a million dollars was was a big one, and um, so I would say that it includes everything. The staff's time that was invested in this, the hiring, if, we, if we're gonna go in that, in that, um, in that direction of hiring um, a contractor to help her, or, or the city manager, or the city hires at some ex, you know, staff that can, from beginning to end, see it through. Um, or measure you according to the mayor, the measure you, he wants the measure you to continue if we have a subcommittee, which we will eventually for participatory budgeting, that they, they participate um, as, as much as they did last year. And, um, and then I, he, he made a public comment on Tuesday saying how that he wants the whole budget to be this process. Well, that's not realistic. But he was very supportive and very adamant about this whole process. And so if that's a priority and for him and um, I think city council, then we sh they should put the money, money where their mouth is. And five million is not a lot. To, to ask for, so I want to offer a friendly amendment to be five million and not two million. 
I'll second five million. So I, excuse me, Madam Chair. So I, 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 I'm trying to figure out the the the, right. <laughs> the, the process. This we're still in discussion. We've had a proposed friendly amendment. So the proposer and the seconder need to um, respond. Correct. I'm looking at the. <laughs> yeah. Can I look at Brett? Or, Yes, it, in, I know. In that case, I'd be happy to accept the friendly amendment if that's the right process to do so. I think we technically have to close, vote, close it, and then make another motion with, if, with the new recommendation, no? With I the, don't think so. I okay. think if the... <laughs> I was looking at the clerk, but... Um, <laughs> so was I. <laughs> I think that, you know, that as long as the mover and second they accept the friendly amendment, it's different than a substitute motion, which would require a vote on both. Or requirement, yeah, requirement on both. If you want to make a friendly amendment and the person who made the motion and the person who seconded on it are willing to accept the amendment, then we can vote just on that. Or if we don't need to vote, we can continue discussion, correct? Or further discussion, whatever's next, yeah. Okay, so the, the maker and the seconder. I accept. Okay. Uh, so that's five million. Um, and member Macias. Yeah, I think you know, my is part of the point I wanted to make that it, I think it should be clear that that includes then I think the the funds for the um, that are needed to implement it. I mean, yeah, just just for con whatever. just for context, so y'all know, we there was a million dollars allocated for participatory budgeting to be allocated out to the community. There was two hundred fifty thousand that was allocated for administrative costs, evaluation, consultant, make it happen. So the, the total funding for the pilot was $1.25 million. Okay. And so we'll say the five, $5 million will cover all of it? Um, is, it, is, is, it is that what we're suggesting or additional funds? But, but I also just want to say, I mean, I, I agree that for the, considering how much the costs are, maybe there's some economy of scale that you, uh, it makes it seem you know, a little bit more worth it to spend two hundred fifty thousand if it's to to figure out the five million instead of just one million or two million. Um, I mean, it's a, pre a pretty expensive experiment, um, and maybe there's something to. I didn't see the mayor. Say, I didn't watch. I mean, I saw him make comments at at one of the budget hearings about that there weren't um, that there weren't comments from the public, and I don't know. I mean, maybe there's something to learn. That the participatory budgeting can include, um, you know, not just input on the five million and the spending of that, but trying to get more input from the public on. Uh, and I heard the mayor a bit differently in that he likes PB a lot, but he wants just he wants an, any number of ways for the community to be more engaged and more participating, small p, not big p. Um, so I, he loves PB, but he also is in this space of wanting to, I think PB inspired him to want people more engaged, but I don't think necessarily it's a full PB yeah. budget. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like an on-ramp to getting more people engaged in, yeah. in the budget generally, and it doesn't happen magically. It takes the city 
um, doing that outreach and making connections to communities and um, and that costs costs some money so anyway I would agree with a higher number like five million um, thank you uh, member Riviera thank you chair so if I understand correctly it's five million for the participatory budget and that's going to be a we're not including like a contractor that's up for discussion we haven't gotten there because the first one if I heard correctly now correct me if I'm wrong is the one million that went to participatory budget plus there was 250 for a contractor yes okay so we can make whatever recommendation we want to make and I want to I don't really I mean I would say give me 20 million and then <laughs> well <laughs> we can make whatever recommendation the committee agrees to okay there we go okay so that that's what I wanted to kind of clarify. If this five million, I would like to see it for the participatory budget. I totally agree. However, I would think it would be aside from what the contractor would. If we had a contractor or something aside from, not included in this five million. Well, I think the committee needs to discuss that point. Is the is the mo is the motion for five million dollars for participatory budgeting, for five million dollars to go to program projects, whatever you want to call them, or is it $5 million to go to projects less some, um, some amount for actually managing and implementing the process? Okay, so then is that the second part? Do we vote on this for the $5 million, then have a discussion as to where the $5 I, million uh, we is? Don't, we, we, we're in a discussion about a motion, so the, yeah. it's not the motion we can, we can uh, there can be friendly amendments or the main movers can... Yeah. I'm open to what the committee feels is best. Um, for simplicity's sake, it might be appropriate for us to specify in our written comment, and I'm looking at last year's, um, you know, ask that we recommend a $5 million allocation, part of which could be used for the administrative and consultant contracting if folks feel they want $5 million specifically for the projects and then additionally for the administration and consulting contracts, whatever it might be, we could do that. I feel it might be simplest if we do five million. It's all included within the five million pot. Um, but very happy to entertain amendments to the motion as well. Uh, if five million appears to be the number that we're all circling right now. Uh, thank you, Member Wolf. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Did I get? Okay. Thank you. is still happening around that original public participatory budgeting process that happened last year. Um, obviously, you want to collect the data on what's going to happen if we are even allocated any money to do it again moving forward. Um, but yeah, there should be a tracking mechanism in place, whether we need a full consultant to come in and do the exact same thing. I, I don't know. I think the folks who were here before would have a much better answer for that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if that's a necessity or not. But, I mean, if we could just use the money to support people in the community and help support whatever projects are really going to do the work that we think is important, I think it's probably a better usage of the funds. Thank you. Um, Member Riviera. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Member Rueb or Sala. This one? The amendment was $5 million for the entire 
project because we don't know. So, so when we started this discussion, there was a, a ad hoc committee that met and determined what would be required to start this pilot program. And they came up with the consultant, they came up with the amount, they came up with, it was a consultant and um, the data, data researcher component to the, and they came up with the number of 250,000. And then that was separate from the 1 million, but it was an ad hoc that came up with those recommendations. We don't have that. We, we haven't had those discussions. We don't know whether we really want to get a, a consultant or maybe because the city staff were so intimately involved in this, they learned a lot that maybe it, it belongs with the city staff and hiring city staff to shepherd this process. We just don't, those are un, unknowns to us because we don't, we haven't had that, um, that ad hoc that really can take a look and make recommendations to us. So that's why I'm I'm just saying in the broad base, everything five million that included. And if the city council says we're gonna give it to you, then we sit down or us, we form a subcommittee that can really delve into this along with the city staff and and um, then come back and make recommendations how that money is gonna be divided up. I have no other members in the speaker's queue. Is this, is, are people ready to vote on this recommendation? Okay, so the recommendation as I understand it is that we are recommending a $5 million investment in participatory budgeting for mm -hmm. Yes. 24 budget year. And some, maybe, okay. Uh, clerk, uh, is, so that, that's a repeat of the motion which has been moved and seconded. So will the clerk call the roll? Thank you, Chair. <clears throat> Member Rueb? Member Sala? Yes. Member Macias? Yes. Member Wolf? Yes. Member Gorris? Yes. Member Cooney? Yes. Member Riviera? Yes. Member Bird? Yes. Member Pascal? Yes. Member Diaz? Yes. And Chair Dickinson? Yes. Thank you. The motion passes. Thank you. And. Before we move forward, I just wanted to clarify, would, is it the intent that this recommendation would come back to a special meeting next week, or are you comfortable with that recommendation being the entirety of your budget recommendations and, and you're willing to authorize a committee member to finalize that and send it off without having a subsequent special meeting? With, I was gonna say, with all due respect to the talent on the committee, I'm, I'm not comfortable with just one committee member sending forward something to the council without us seeing it next week. Just, but if others are okay with that, I, that just. I would just support whatever is most expeditious. 
process so we can get it in there in time kind of thing. And I'm sorry, so you just voted on the last agenda item, so I recognize the timing of me bringing this up is not ideal. Um, attorney, would they be able to discuss this during committee member ideas and questions, or what, it, what is the right venue for them or the item to kind of discuss whether or not they need to have a special meeting? I don't think that they, I think we, let look at the recommendation. I think it was in two parts, as I recall. Yeah, they were, the motions A, approving recommendations, and B, authorizing one member. So if we want to vote again, that will be fine. We're still within the we're still within continuing item the item discussion item four. Uh, I have speakers in the queue, so I will um, go to member Rueb or Sala. Just so y'all know, they're sharing a mic. So, <laughs> I'm 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 confused. So we made one recommendation on PB, but there's more recommendations we can make, and we're going to discuss that here, correct? And then based on that, then the second part, once we all agree on additional recommendations we want to make, then we're going to vote on who would be the person to draft up the recommendations and bring it back on Monday for a final approval. Is that? If that is what the committee wants if to do, the committee may want to just have one person draft it and move it forward before the rest of us see it. That's, and that's the committee's prerogative. <laughs> um, I've got speakers in the queue. Um, Member Pascal. I, no, I had a similar um, understanding that we were going to continue to put forward recommendations. So I just was, okay. I think um, Member Solid preempted my comment. Okay. Um, member Macias. Before we move to Member Macias, um, just so I can clarify, are we voting on each recommendation so that the, uh, the committee agrees on all the recommendations and then voting on um, approving those recommendations um, regarding the measure you budget priorities or are we approving recommendations individually and then we move on to uh, be authorizing the uh, the member so at this point is have we just agreed on um, that first recommendation to um, Sorry. Mm -hmm. um, if I might jump in, um, I, I think with the first one, because there's an actual number amount we wanted to attach to it, it was worth us discussing just that item. Uh, from my perspective, I, and we'll get to it, but I'd like to move the rest of the recommendations along the lines of last year's letter. Those didn't have dollar amounts attached. We could have voted on those in mass if we find agreement amongst the committee. And that would simplify, okay, we're gonna have the five million for the PB, Prioritize the rest in this order, and then we can, and that would like then we can move forward in that direction. And of course, that would require us to come to agreement about the order and the other things we also want to list in the letter. 
Thank you. I was just clarifying for, for city clerk's office purposes for the minutes. Thank you. I have member Macias. Yeah, I still had a process question. So we're, when we, we when we were talking about a, a appointing a member, that member would write a letter sort of explaining the, um, this commission's recommendation, is that? If, let's just use this one example, yes. this, this item. Yes, one person would draft a letter saying, your city council, uh, Measure U committee has adopted a recommendation, or the Measure U committee recommends that the city invest $5 million in participatory budgeting. You funded a, a pilot project yeah. last year, or you know, last year for this amount, there's an evaluation, um, the, the grants are being rolled out, and we expect to see great impacts from that, but we believe that the evaluation says the program's successful and it warrants expanding. So, I mean, that's yeah. just... And, it sounded like you were, you were uncomfortable appointing a single member, so what would the alternative be? Ask somebody to draft that letter and have us review it at, oh, our at, meeting, at the next at our meeting on the twenty second. But still appointing someone to draft it, but then yeah, well, yeah, somebody's got to draft it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we I, I don't think we need to. I don't. I mean, if you think we need to do that at this point, we can do it, um, or we can go through the the rest of it and then decide who does what. Either way. Uh, Member Diaz. Yeah, um, seeing as we're reaching the eight o'clock hour, I guess I'll just go forward with my ideas regarding the actual content of the letter. Um, and we'll try not to be so bold as to nominate a writer. I, I don't want to get ahead on that just yet. But if we reach 845, I might. Um, <laughs> in terms of the rest of the content of the letter, I'm glad we have agreement on $5 million for the participatory budget. That's great. That could probably lead our letter. Um, I think... Because we've had this process where we listed our priorities and it's it's on the record and I have them up here We listed homelessness first all the way down through to climate action at the end Since that appears to be the order of priority if the rest of the letter wanted to list those out along the lines of last year's letter But using this new order that we've cumulatively agreed to in terms of folks who participate and submitted the form I would be very comfortable with that being the contents of our suggestions to the council, leading with the participatory budget, since it's an individual ask we created today, and then listing the rest of the programs in order of priority as the group came uh, to agreement to, at least in terms of the ranking. That's my suggestion, uh, but very open to others. I mean, I had wished the youth investment had been a bit higher, but respecting the will of the group, I'm good with those being one through 10 in terms of priority. Thank you. That's a great way to get start this the next stage of the discussion. Uh, thoughts? Member Reb or Sala? I I agree because that was the work, the homework, and thank you, Ash, that you had us do in doing the survey. And then we all we all of like minds we came up with the categories that were our priorities, so I would start there. But then I would like to add under each category, we had a description of where we would like to see this money funded, and then, so that's why we were asked, okay, 
under your priorities list what programs you want. I think we need to just call, start calling them out and agree, and that's what's going to be in the description. Thank you. Uh, Member Pascal. Thank you. Um, I, um, I agree this is a, in terms of the process that um, it's a good way to proceed. I wanted to throw out there, I guess, the concept or, or understand how people are thinking about the amount of do we or the question about do we recommend a dollar amount or a priority order um, for example in the category of homelessness um, the if I understood it correctly the year-to-year -year, um, comparison showed that actually less measure you money would be going toward homelessness because there's other sorts of sources of funding is that no What I was saying is that the homeless services program for the city is still being funded at the same programmatic level. It's just that funding um, has, is coming from different places. Um, but could you show? As, could you show the year to year? I'm sorry, <laughs> just when you were walking away. <laughs> could you show the the chart that you had that compared the? actuals from last year to the um, recommendations for this year? So these are budgets, it's not actuals. Okay. Um, so uh, if you, I mean, uh, you can see, you can see like the differences in there, but um, if you look at 23 approved, we have 13 million coming from uh, homeless services resources, which is the state, and that's the HAP funding. And then there was there was approximately about 11 million in the homelessness bucket. Um, this one's a little bit skewed. The better one to look at would be this one right here. And even though I'm not showing 23's approved budget, it's um, something similar to this. So the homeless services program, I don't remember what the actual total cost is for um, this current fiscal year, but it was um, slightly lower than what it is now at 42, or what's being proposed at 42 million. So, and the funding sources came from different places. So we had general fund monies, we had um, we had monies from HAP, which was a 13 million. We also have the 11 million that's there, and um, that's what like actually funded the entire program. Whereas for this year, you're saying that we have the 11 million that's coming from the city's contribution, the HAP funding increased to 19 million, and then we have about 10 million in one-time funding. If we look at just the Measure U contribution to the homelessness, is that the six million in 23-24 and then, uh, oh, sorry, that's six just... FTEs. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yes, that's FTEs, um, that's in that column. So this one doesn't show the 23 amounts, um, but if you look at last year's budget book, you can see the breakdown that looks like this in there. Okay. Because um, in the previous chart, it appeared that we went from like 11 million in the current year from just Measure U to 3 million. Yeah, so what I was, tr what I was saying in that chart when I was um, 
describing what was going on was that the reason why it's showing that there was a drop was because is because of the fact that we have this one-time funding um, in 24 from the ARPA funds and from whole person cares that's helping us um, manage that gap so even though it showed that there was 11 million in in um, fiscal year 23 approves, it's because the general fund augmented that and monies came from general fund to in other sources to provide that monies for Measure U to contribute to homelessness. Um, so in the current year, then was the 11 million not entirely spent on homelessness because other sources came in? So it's, so, so, so technically, yes, because we do have other resources. We're able to fund the current homeless services program with the various funding sources that we have that's not general fund or measure you monies. Okay, thank you. Sorry for the, that's fine. the back and forth. I guess that what I was trying to get at with regard to homelessness uh, spending in particular, since that is the, the category that I think ranked highest on, among our um, survey and I think we've heard from the, the council and the community this is a, is a very high priority is um, I'm not sure even in the context even given that there's other money available that that we wouldn't want to allocate the same or if not more money that was allocated in the prior year um, you know I'm not I I think similar to what um, Member Sala was saying, I'm not sure we need to be constrained by the status quo in terms of, um, you know, what's in the proposal um, and that we ought to consider, you know, whether uh, even if there is additional money available, if that is not a crisis level situation that still demands additional investment. I show no speakers in the queue. Member Diaz. If there's no more discussion on the rest of the priorities, I would be open to making a motion that the rest of our recommendations, the order of priority at least, and I agree with uh, committee member Sala that a little bit of description under each category would be helpful. Um, that we list out our priorities as a committee, as a Measure U committee, along the lines of what we have here and what's been put together, and that would complete out the content of our written document. I have, I have one question. Um, looking at last year's letter, we specifically spoke to the issue of metrics, and given this discussion, I think we ought to at least just repeat that because it continues to be a, um, a priority and an issue for us or an opportunity for them. Um, I would but I like the rest of your, I think your approach makes a lot of sense. I think that would be good to add to the motion as well, then a prioritization along the lines of what we as a group decided and uh, note towards metrics as well. And that would provide a pretty good, well-rounded uh, 
recommendation from us, and which adds transparency and accountability, as well as uh, advocates for a project that we're all really proud of that we're still continuing to accomplish today. So I, I would be very comfortable making that motion and also open a friendly amendments if more come up. I hear a second. So moved. Uh, moved by Member Diaz, moved and uh, seconded by Member Wolf. Any discussion? Can you repeat the call of the question again? Pardon me? Uh, can you repeat what the, this motion is? For? Oh, the motion, I believe, is that um, we use the guidance that was developed from our responses to the survey to prioritize expenditures, include some verbiage on each of those areas, and include um, the, uh, the discussion in the interest of transparency and um, accountability, a uh, specific recommendation about metrics. And I think the last year we said we, we the, something about the city publishing a dashboard on performance measures to find outcomes and assessment of progress, um, tracking performance metrics that describe outcomes, that sort of thing. I mean, is consistent with the discussion we've had all, all evening. And it could be it could be rewritten too, to be more direct, explicit. Okay. So I think that's the motion. Okay. Any? Oh, that's you. Any further discussion? If this, so, there is a motion and a second on this item, and I, will the clerk please call the roll? Thank you, Chair. Member Rueb? Yes. Member Sala? Yes. Member Macias? Yes. Member Wolf? Yes. Member Gorris? Yes. Member Cooney? Yes. Member Riviera? Yes. Member Bird? Yes. Member Pascal? Yes. Member Diaz? Yes. And Chair Dickinson? Yes. Thank you, the motion passes. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Um, now, is this, this, this is the point where we have to determine who drafts <laughs> this, this letter. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Member Gorris. Or, yeah, Member Gorris. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I hope he doesn't get too mad at me, but I'm going to recommend or ask uh, the Vice Chair to draft a letter. Um, just like when I nominated you for Vice Chair when, when we started, I know you understand the city really, really well and, and the, key, the key people, and I think uh, you have a great... Uh, adequate way of presenting information and I, uh, that's really articulate and really targeted. So I will hope that you would step up and kind of help lead us in this. Thank you. 
Member Macias. Um, so if this is something we vote on that we would approve then at the next meeting Monday, how would, how does that work in terms of getting it on the agenda? There's enough time to draft the letter and put it on the, you know, agendize it? So as a special meeting, um, the same noticing requirements don't apply as they do to public meeting, or th sorry, regular meetings. Um, we, to be honest, we haven't figured out the logistics of how soon we need those recommendations, but preferably like tomorrow would be good. So uh, normally we would publish on Wednesday. So that would give the public five days notice. So there is sort of a public transparency aspect to this in terms of um, our, the city's sunshine rules and practices and making sure there's sufficient public notice that you all are gonna take a vote, um, but it will ultimately defer to the clerk's office on this, so I don't know if, if you have thoughts, Jacob. Um, so for a special meeting, uh, 24 hours notice is required. Um, so if the meeting is on Monday, 6 p.m., uh, the 24 hours would be um, Sunday, 6 p.m. However, us in the clerk's office, we don't work Saturday, Sundays. Um, so we would need to publish that um, Friday by end of day. Um, that being said, you know, there are uh, approval processes when it comes to these staff reports that, that they need to go through. So um, I would say time is of the essence in um, getting any recommendations uh, drafted and, and a letter drafted. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Yeah, um, I, I figured it was me some tight turnaround. Anyway, Duke, if you're not able, I mean, I could, well, I'm, I would potentially volunteer myself, but um, happy to, if you are able, happy to see you do it. <laughs> Thank you for your graciousness. Um, <laughs> um, member Rebormasov. Um, so, Ash, you collected from all of us what are our programmatic recommendations based on our priorities. So I would, we're obviously not going to go one, you know, each one of us share what that is and we'll have agreement, but is there a way that whoever's drafting this up can have that and it can be incorporated in the description? So um, what was submitted is currently in the staff report. I will say just having looked at it, I think many of the suggestions would need further elaboration. Um, so additional details would be helpful. I'm not quite sure how we would get those details. Um, we may be able to do something similar where the draft letter is drafted by the person who drafts that letter and then we have a separate part of the report that um, adds additional detail that the individual members who made uh, programmatic suggestions would have an opportunity at the same time as the person drafting the letter to kind of provide further detail. And then that way we would avoid coordination between the members individually and the person drafting the letter, but then when you come to vote on Monday, you could basically say, please combine all of this into a single final document that is then part of your vote that is approving those recommendations, if that made any sense at all. 
scary. So, in order to, yeah, I agree that um, the ideas need, so whatever I put forth, I would elaborate on whatever I put forth, and then I would send it over to whoever is responsible for drafting, no? No, you'd send it to staff. So I, I, you'd send it to me, and then we okay. would publish it with the Got report. I should also mention, you could have this discussion right now. So for example, the first item listed in the staff report is bed and shelter access. Mm -hmm. So the committee and whoever suggested that could, you all can make a quick assessment. Is that enough? Or do you want more detail on that? I could see that going both ways. It's a very broad need that's identified, but maybe the person who suggested it was thinking in a specific geographic location or they had specific um, populations that they wanted to target, things of that nature. So you could go through this list right now and try to get those additional details or we could try this offline approach where um, the individual members who made these original suggestions provide their additional details to staff and then staff, we publish it with the report with your draft letter. Vice Chair Cooney. Yeah, I am happy to uh, assist in drafting the letter and then bringing that back to us at our special hearing if we end up having it. Um, yeah. Thank you very, very much. So where do we want to, to give Vice Chair Cooney as much guidance as possible? Where do we want to go with the... Um, the more detailed com I think the question was about the more detailed comments that came out of the priority setting process. Does anyone have a preference on where to go with that? Do we want to uh, take Ash's recommendation and, and separate them and maybe have one where it's just our transmittal letter talking about the five million, PB, and then Metrics. Yeah, the metrics, and then having that other document that kind of expands on um, some of the additional items that different members um, contributed. I think the alternative would be us as a collective voting on each of those to see if that's something we supported because we all took a, a different approach on the survey and we don't know if you know all those bullet points are things that we all collectively agree on, um, if that makes sense. Thoughts? Uh, Member Ruever Sala. I know it's, what time is it? Eight, whatever time it is, 8.17. My preference would be that we just go through all of them, we have a discussion and get a better understanding of what that meant and then agree, yes, include that give guidance to member Cooney to say yes, include that after we have a better understanding of what that means and include it in the description. That would be my preference, but it's getting late. And so that's my preference, that we just have a discussion. Member Rivera. Thank you, Chair. Is this where, like, where we would say, for example, the libraries, 
which was one of the bullet points that was here for libraries funding for increasing hours per library system priorities. Is this where I would be able to say, I'd like to see the X library open because that's an area that would um, is unserved and a lot of the kids use that library. Is this where I would identify a certain area? That I'm looking for the hours to be increased. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just speaking as a, here as a member of the committee on, I, I'm hesitant to get into picking and choosing specific places, uh, especially on that one, because we don't know what their priorities are. We know they, they have priorities, but we don't know what they are. Um, I would like to mention that we do on bullet point number two identify an area which is a development. Yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm saying that with respect to all, I'm, I'm very hesitant. Personally, I'm very hesitant to I go pick and choose specific locations. I think we, we ought to go back to our, our sort of grounding principle, which is that Measure U funds should be invested, it, it, even if we choose every single one of these bullets, but we should be investing in those areas of our community that have been most deeply left behind, which we've sort of defined by the PD areas. Um, I, I, beyond that, as, as one committee member, I'm just hesitant uh, to, uh, to pick and choose because I don't think, those of us who represent specific districts may not have had a chance to do the homework about what is most needed, wanted, desired in our district, and so, um, and I would agree with you on that. I would agree with you that not picking then in refer going moving forward, I would like to have the things that are mentioned here by certain areas to be eliminated and just keep it as for the, un the districts and the areas that have been left behind, just like we or the intent was. But as to identifying also like uh, North Air, what is it? Uh, I one of the bullet points support Natomas Art and Garden Center. I mean, for me, if, as long as we as long as we treat the whole district equally and equitably, then I'm fine. Thank you. Any other speakers? So would that mean if we took that approach? Oh, Member Sala. Yeah, so I, I agree with you that identifying specific areas is, is we should have a brush stroke to our approach. However, if you look at the line item by line item, this one here, there are programs that are called out, and I'll just shoot Clooney Pool is called out for extended hours. Well, what, why Clooney Pool? Why not other pools in other very needy, underserved communities? Why aren't they being called out? And that's the issue I have, because it isn't equitable. So there are certain programs that are called out, senior center, se uh, senior services. There are four or five programs that are senior services that are called out. What about other senior services and other 
neighborhoods? Why aren't they being called out? That's the issue. If we're gonna, if we're direct, if funding is going to specific programs that are called out in here, it's what was funded last year, um, then it should be across the board. And if not, then who makes that determination why Clooney Pool, and I'm just using that as an example, Clooney Pool's hours are extended. Who made that determination? And is that really um, a priority and why? And why not other neighborhoods? And I can tell you if Barry Boyd was to call in, Meadowview. There are a lot of pools in Meadowview that would love to have extended hours and why aren't, why isn't that happening? So that's just my, that's my, my concern with, there are certain programs that are called out and are, I'm sure, getting the funding for those programs and there are other programs in very worthy underserved communities that are not being called out and they're not getting the, the resources. So that's, and I don't know how, how we do that when we make our recommendations other than all of us in our, I represent an area, I know what is needed in my area and can I call them out and can he call out if he has a uh, recommendation for a special program in his area, call it out. Other than that, we're not being equitable. Um, thank you. Member Macias? Well, I think I have a question for the city. I, the, I mean, to your question, for the pool, for example, maybe that's funded for Measure L, but do we know that, or by Measure U, I keep saying, <laughs> by Measure U, but isn't it possible that extended hours are funded from the other 80% of the budget and that we're just not seeing it in the light items that, that Ash shared? I mean, we don't have kind of a holistic no. view necessarily just from these items, so it feels hard to kind of pick and choose individual winners without more information, and um, so I guess I would agree with the chair that maybe we avoid that without having a, a bigger picture and that maybe that's something we can aim for, unfortunately, next next time, but we just haven't had enough time to meet and to understand. I think you're asking a really good question. It's just maybe there, maybe the other 80% of the budget deals with with that and we're just not seeing it in the, the item. No, you could be right. I'm just, um, it, I guess that's what would worry me about not having enough information based on the, um, the I mean, it was, it was really helpful what, what Ash sent us, but I just, not sure it gives us a full picture of the budget. Thank you. Um, Member Diaz. Uh, I think following along the lines of what's been shared here about our worries about picking one project over the other, um, this is not a motion but just a recommendation since Vice Chair Cooney has been kind enough to volunteer to write the letter uh, that, and I trust in their ability to write the letter without you know, right, specifying any specific project. I think you can take the guidelines as we've put here without naming specific areas and compile the letter with the descriptions as we've written before, as we have here, as we basically use these all as guidelines without any specifics, and I'd feel very comfortable uh, seeing that end product whenever uh, it was ready. Uh, thank you, and I had myself in the line because um, I, 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 resonate to what everyone has said and um, and I, I I think we do just need to go back to first principles which is we think this money should be invested where it's most needed and that the city should take a careful look at deep dive 
into where these investments are being made and assure that the, the, the spirit of raising communities up is advanced as they continue to make these investments. Um, and it goes back to the desire for data that we've requested also um, about where, where money is being spent, in what neighborhoods, what kinds of people are benefiting by all sorts of characteristics. And Member Riviera. Thank you. So when I was referring, when I, I want to make it clear, I was referring to that we're going to have this letter drafted and then we're going to hit some of these bullet points for clarification. And these bullet points, this is what I'm talking about here, that where it identifies a certain area, we don't use that name. Okay, if that's where we're at then, okay, I'm good. specific building okay so I just need clarification I, I, I agree that stressing it again as part of you know the areas of recommendation and but it's really important that the city get the message in our recommendation and, and when we present to or you present um, Chair Dickinson to budget and audit and then City Council with, with all of us in attendance when that presentation happens um, that we just say we need to know, we need assurance that there's going to be an accountability to that money and and the benchmark, the matrix, so that we can see, yes, this neighborhood is receiving this, it's much needed and it's, and it received this money and, because without that, someone asked me, well, how do I know that Measure U is coming in my community? I can't answer it. I, I think Vice Chair Cooney has heard heard the discussion and understands what we're, what we're collectively trying to accomplish. And that's one reason why the meeting next week is really important because that will allow us not to rewrite, but to perhaps fine tune um, what is in the agenda. Uh, Vice Chair Cooney. Uh, yeah. Am I unmuted? Yeah. Uh, and to your point about, you know, some folks not having time, um, since I will be drafting it and then we'll have an opportunity to talk about it and add any items, take anything away, I think for those folks who didn't have the capacity to really go through the budget and think of those broader explanations um, that we see bulleted, I think the, the week we have until then is, is time for you to, to think about that. And if you find things or talk to folks that you want included, uh, having those at our next meeting I think would be really great to make sure that we all have an opportunity to weigh in, even if it's not explicitly saying a specific area or a center. I think just giving everyone that, that wiggle room to, to think about that for the next week or so. Very helpful. 
any more discussion? Do we need a motion designating Vice Chair Cooney or, or do we just take him as a volunteer? Um, a motion per the uh, recommendation in the, uh, the agenda here. I think we, we have a motion by uh, Member Gorris and we need a second. Moved and seconded that Vice Chair Cooney be designated to draft um, the, rec the budget recommendation letter for the 23-24 budget to the council um, to be on our agenda for the May 22nd special meeting. Um, clerk, can you call the roll? Oh, any, I guess, any discussion? Yes. It, yes. 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 Uh, clerk, can you call the roll? Thank you, Chair. Member Rueb? Yes. Member Sala? Yes. Member Masias? Yes. Member Wolf? Yes. Member Gorris? Yes. Member Cooney? Yes. Member Riviera? Yes. Member Bird? Yes. Member Pascal? Yes. Member Diaz? Yes. And Chair Dickinson? Yes. Thank you. The motion passes. Thank you. Um, I don't have, uh, we do have one other discussion item. It's the magic out. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ms. Santino. Uh, I lost my agenda. Um, we have one other item on our agenda, which uh, we can talk, which is the development and approval of the Measure U Community Advisory Committee annual work plan and calendar. Um, do we have any members of the public who want to comment on item five? Thank you, Chair. I have no speaker slips from those in chambers, and I have no hands raised online. Thank you. And this, we do have the option of, I believe, of moving this to a to the subsequent June. to the, our June meeting, which by that time our budget recommendations will have been developed, finalized, and presented. So we could really, we could focus on the work plan or we could discuss that some tonight and still act later. Member Wolf. Yeah, I was just gonna say, um, it's like you read my mind or something. I, th I think we have to let the process go through and see what comes back to us before we can really, you know, have a full thought out work plan, so be at all hypothetical at this moment in time, I think. Okay. Any other thoughts? Really anxious to start a uh, work plan discussion tonight. <laughs> well, uh, well, La Caseca is still open. We could, uh, no, we couldn't. Never mind. <laughs> um, Vice Chair Cooney. Yeah, I just want to say I agree with uh, Commissioner Wolf um, mm -hmm. that it would be all hypothetical right now, so I'd be fine with waiting. 
Member Pascal. Uh, I was going to say if either of those two comments were a motion, I will second it. I'll make a motion to table it till the next meeting. Next regular meeting. Next regular meeting, not the special meeting. I'm happy to second. If in okay. fact this needs a motion, I don't know. Um, okay. So we have a motion and a second to table this until our June 22nd meeting, our June meeting, whatever the date is. June 19th. Yes. And we have a couple of other items just before I, you pack up that we need to finish up. Shall I call the roll? Yes, will you call the roll? Thank you, Chair. Uh, Member Rueb? Yes. Member Sala? Yes. Member Masias? Yes. Member Wolf? Yes. Member Gorris? Yes. Member Cooney? Yes. Member Riviera? Yes. Member Bird? Yes. Member Pascal? Yes. Member Diaz? Yes. And Chair Dickinson? Yes. Thank you. The motion passes. Thank you. Um, next item is City Manager's Office Report to the Measure You Community Advisory Committee. Do we have any? Just a few very quick updates on the participatory budgeting grants. We're still going through the contracting process. We have assigned uh, various departments who are related to the subject matter of each project to uh, manage these grant awards. So um, I wouldn't anticipate any data or anything like that for a few months. So just sort of bear with us as we get through this contracting process. The second item, uh, just really quickly, I'm gonna be out in the month of June, so I will miss your June meeting, but I will be back in August. I'm gonna be on paternity leave. So um, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing you in August, but hopefully I'll be here next week. <laughs> and that's it. Okay, and committee member comments, ideas and questions, um, member Pascal. Um, is there an update on our uh, request for subcommittee yes um, yes there is so we were on the uh, council agenda last Tuesday to um, have the council act on our um, request to have a budget subcommittee and our, we got tabled but uh, <laughs> but we'll be um, at council tomorrow on that item so I'm I'm relatively optimistic um, on that um, and and that council meeting uh, even though they didn't act on our item that was where there was much discussion about the idea of um, the public being much more um, involved in aw awareness and engagement on budget um, so and I have did that, that answer your question and I'll report to Ash, and he can report to the full committee what happens tomorrow night, unless unless you're all there. Um, Member Macias. I had the same question, but I guess, um, do we need to put, potentially on the agenda for June, do we need to do it now to put an item on the agenda to um, appoint members to that committee, assuming it's, pat it's approved? Do we need to make that an agenda item now for next month? In the last meeting, um, the previous attorney allowed you all to sort of self-nominate during the item for committee member, during this item, committee member comments, ideas, and questions. Um, if the committee wants to take a formal vote to just make it official, we'd be happy to put it on the agenda. Um, by default, it would be the chair's discretion to just appoint members, and the chair could take the input that you provided at the last meeting, um, or 
this meeting or at um, the June meeting as well. So it's, I think it's, okay. I'll, we'll just sort of defer to the chair, but if other committee members have thoughts on that, we can, I think the chair can uh, consider. Yeah, I would say if you have thoughts on that, share with Ash, and then we'll, he and I will figure okay. it out. Yeah, I apologize, I missed the last meeting. I got tickets to the playoff game. And <laughs> <laughs> but um, but, uh, would, but uh, we'd love to join that, that subcommittee. So if we need to agendize it or if the chair can consider nominating us. Thank you, I appreciate that. Um, I have uh, one item that I'd like to report out. Our um, One of our original committee members, Deborah Odo-Kent, um, has had to resign from the committee for um, some wonderful and sad family reasons. She's just become a grandmother. Her son's getting married. Um, so those are the wonderful reasons. And she has she was truly an amazing leader on the committee for all of our work, but particularly um, with participatory budgeting. She was uh, the, the soul and inspiration of that program moving forward. And she has said she will continue to be an advocate, and I'm sure I, I am going to insist that she give us advice and counsel along the way. But um, she, she was a great, great committee member. And I'm sorry those of you who didn't get a chance to work with her um, are missing that opportunity. Uh, member Riviera. So, so are you closing the meeting? Uh, I'm done. <laughs> no, no, in, in her behalf. Well, we have to ask for public comments, but we're in committee members and comments, ideas, and questions. Okay. And we have uh, public comments on matters not on the agenda. Thank you, Chair. I have no speaker slips from those in chambers, and I have one hand raised online. Um, Mr. Davis. Hello, yes, this is Lambert Davis, and I'm, I'm going to give a summary of what I heard tonight because I attended a lot of Measure U meetings, especially where the mayor was doing the promoting. And he convinced me at both, at both Measure U um, voting that it would help the underserved community, which I'm, I'm from. I'm from Del Paso Heights. We have a cheesecake business. And so I figured, okay, I'll go to these meetings and find out, do we qualify? And according to Mayor Steinberg and some of his staff members, they said yes, and they guided me to the city manager's department, and it became a nightmare, paperwork-wise. Um, it happened also during the participatory budgeting process. I, but I intentionally went to different meetings to see how they handled it at different locations in District 2, there's 20-plus communities in District 2. And what, another thing I noticed that I'm hearing too much of is Measure U. When I went to those meetings, I never heard anything about that money was going to homeless. I think they've co-opted that and added it to drain monies out of that. And that sh they shouldn't be combined. I don't remember Measure U being promoted for the homeless. There, there's enough money out there for the homeless. Make that measure you money do what it, what they said it was supposed to do. And also I learned during that process that you couldn't be civically engaged 
but that's not true. Several people made delegates that are very active. I just think they went out of their way to stop me. But the good part about it is somebody did get funded out of Del Paso Heights. So I don't know how that happened with my paperwork not being submitted, but I did verbally endorse them. So, um, you know, there it is. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Uh, Chair, I have no more speakers with their hands raised. Thank you, and I have one question for you. Yes. Which is, uh, is that special meeting next Monday scheduled for at 5.30 or at 6? Um, I believe it would be at the regular. Uh, it's actually at 5.30. 5.30, okay. Yes. Okay, thank you. And shoot, I had another question, but I lost it. Lost it, so. Um, I don't, do I need a motion to adjourn? Yeah. Or do I just, uh, meetings adjourned? Thank you, everybody. Thank you.